Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. into the rundown it is the monday edition here on fox sports radio 1400 around the world on the iheart radio app i am rob sanders thanks for joining me this afternoon several things we're going to get into today as i make my return from vacation appreciate uh my family putting up with me i know that sounds kind of crazy it's not like i'm a crazy goose guy on the at home but i tell you what it is uh, weird to be at home with the wife at home and the kids at home. I think people will uh, understand what I'm saying when I talk about that. All right, so lots of stuff to get into today, including we have, and I have to talk about this a little bit, the Osterine controversy story that came out from uh, Gene Sapikoff with the Post and Courier. You know, why don't we talk about that first? Um so basically, under the FERPA law, is what, according to the, uh, the article that came out, that we may never know exactly how the three young men got Osterine in their, their samples at the, uh, uh, before the college football playoff. Now, I tell you what, it's very interesting when that comes out, but the reality is, is that if you don't like it, there's really not much you can do about it. I know that sounds kind of crazy. I think that there's a side of people that wonder, hmm, is Dabo Sweeney hiding something? Is the Clemson football team hiding something? I don't know if I necessarily agree with all that. I do think that it would look better for the program if it came out and they were like, okay, this is how that how it happened. But when you can't exactly release student records, that's that's the other thing that's interesting in the whole scenario here. I don't know what went on with this stuff. I do know, according to the ADA, uh, and they have lifted some bans for, I know, at least one UFC fighter, that Osterine is a, can cross-contaminate across substances meaning that it can be just like how they said. They got it in their system, and they don't really know how. On that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they got it. I don't think anybody really and truly knows. 
It would be nice to have some closure, though. But I thought I'd bring it out to the program today, and I would ask, hey, do you think that uh, they're hiding something up at Clemson? I think a lot of Gamecock fans on my Twitter feed at Rob Sounds Good, I think that there's a lot of that there. And there's a lot of thinking that why, why can't we get the full rundown on what's going on with this? I think a lot of it is, is that nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. We are getting closer to football season. Shout out to Justin watching on Facebook Live. You can follow me on Facebook Live today, too. Instant reaction there, or you can call at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Later on, we'll talk about the New York Mets and how they are an absolute disaster and why I think it's absolutely funny. We'll also get into this afternoon, where do you think your football coach is ranked? Athlon released their preseason rankings for coaches, which is pretty interesting in its own right. We also got a couple other little things to get into today, including, um, well, man, I, I left my prep sheet in the other room, but I do have stuff for you today. But I thought I would start today with the Osterine controversy. Do you think Clemson's hiding something? 803-978-1832-803-978-1832 is the number to call. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on. It's kind of hard to completely pass judgment. And the way this has been handled, it just doesn't seem like it's completely on the up and up. Now, Coach Sweeney, the stuff he said at the Cotton Bowl, he probably shouldn't have said it. Do you really think that that's the way that you want to go out with, hmm, uh, yeah, you can get this from a Whirlpool, you can get this from hair products, you can get it from anything. I don't think that was the best choice of words there for Coach Dabo Sweeney at the Cotton Bowl. But the reality is this. The three three, uh, players that tested positive... Dexter Lawrence has gone to the NFL. Galea has left school. And the tight end, which is the sophomore tight end, he's suspended for this year. So, in theory, no one that has tested positive has played a game for Clemson, according to the NCAA. The folks on Facebook aren't buying it. They don't think Clemson's hiding anything. Lisa says, I don't think Clemson's hiding anything. There you go. Thank you for checking in on the show today, Lisa. We appreciate it. But it does make the program kind of look like, all right, maybe there's something out there. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. If you want to talk about that, I've also got an interesting story today where in World Cup soccer, the United States women... They won today, 2-1 to one over Spain. All right, and that's awesome. I'm the true American guy. I want the Americans to win. But I'll tell you what. There was a section of people that were not really rooting for the USA. Yes, these are the people that were upset with Megan Rapinoe. Rapinoe is the outspoken uh, women's player that takes knees during the national anthem. And, you know, we've had people take knees before, but these are people that are taking knees for the San Francisco 49ers. 
These are not people that are taking knees during playing for Team USA. So are you having a hard time getting behind the Women's World Cup team because of Megan Rapinoe? Which, by the way, Megan Rapinoe carried the team today. She scored both goals on penalty shots, pushing the U.S. into the quarterfinals where they'll play France on Friday. The U.S. women have been dominant in the World Cup, not giving up a goal until today with Spain. But they get two goals on penalty kicks from Megan Rapinoe. But there were people, uh, I went and had lunch today, and there were people that were watching the, uh, they were watching the hockey, uh, watching the soccer game, and they're like openly cheering against Megan Rapinoe. And against the USA, when Spain scored the goal to equalize it, there were people that were like, oh my goodness, Spain Spain scored. And I'm like, you're not Spanish. You have blonde hair and blue eyes like I do. What the hell are you doing? They're that upset with Megan Rapinoe. If you, are you upset with Megan Rapinoe to the point where you're not going to cheer for Team USA? We'll take calls on that at 803-978-1832. It's kind of hard. Because... Look, I understand kneeling if you play for the San Francisco 49ers, but you're playing for your country, your entire country. I mean, USA is what's on your shirt, by God. And you're taking a knee for that? I don't agree with Megan Rapinoe doing that. I understand that she has the right to do it, but there are certain people that are like, they're rooting against Megan Rapinoe, which means they're rooting against Team USA as they try to make their way through the World Cup. By the way, without Megan Rapinoe today, the USA does not advance. Spain was that good. Of course, tying it up at one after like the ninth minute, and then Megan Rapinoe gets a penalty shot goal, I think the 75th minute, and the U.S. women move on. One of the weirdest soccer games that I've watched as far as World Cup goes because there were Americans in an American establishment that were openly cheering against America because they don't like Megan Rapinoe. I, I, it's like you're stuck between, you know, a rock and a hard place. That's, that's the best way I could put it. On one hand, you're hoping Rapinoe loses, but then on the other hand, wait a minute, if Matt Rapinoe loses, then the United States loses. I don't want our, our U.S. team losing to Spain. Are you serious? Don't want us losing to anybody. 803-978-1832-803-978-1832 is the number to call. We have uh we could talk about that. We could talk about the Osterine case. I, I, I'm almost at the point now where when I see this stuff, the reality is is that I knew come uh, I think what, February, when they talked about the whole investigation. The reality of the situation is that you can't put players' records out there. You just can't do it. So we should have known this was going to come a long time ago. I don't understand why everybody is so upset with it now. Do you think the way that Clemson handled it was the right way? We'll take calls on that at 803-978-1832. Some reaction from uh, the Facebook Live group. I don't agree with her doing it, but I agree she has the right but it would not cause me to pull against the Team USA the Team USA women. Thank you to Lisa for that. I don't know. I know I was at an establishment today 
And they were openly cheering against Megan Rapinoe and Team USA. And I'm sitting there thinking, I want the Americans to win. One is losing to Spain? What are you talking about? And it comes back down to this, too. If she loses, think about how far back that'll set women's soccer. If the Americans are eliminated in, like, the first round of the knockout round, women's soccer will take a beatdown in this country. It's not the most popular sport anyway. But, I mean, I want it to do well. I've got daughters. They like to kick a ball around. They're not hardcore like these ladies, but they like to do that. But the more and more you see it, the more and more you're like, okay, they are mad at her. Mad, mad, mad. And by the way, soccer is a tough game to watch on TV. And I'll tell you why. They had these guys, the ladies barely get hit. They get penalty shots. They slow it down on TV. I'm sure if you're watching it in real time, it may have looked like they got shot. But when, they're, when you're watching it on, on TV and they can show you several different angles of it, it really does look like, oh, wow, she didn't get hit at all. Why are they stopping the game for that? And something else, too, since we're talking about soccer here this afternoon. I don't understand the whole, why can't you just stop the clock? And I know that maybe I'm like a novice in soccer. I get that. But the reality is, is that you're looking up at the clock and you're guessing on how much energy or or uh, what what is it like injury time? I think is what they give them at the end of each at the end of the half and the end of the game. You're sitting and you're wondering how how much time this is going to be. So you're having to guess. You don't really know. You're not able to keep up with the game. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. It's kind of tough for me. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, when, when I'm trying to watch and I don't know what's going on. I don't know how much time's left in the half. You're just guessing. Maybe that's something they could work out. I don't know. I don't think soccer is, is a true American game, by the way. I mean, I understand that it's played by people all over the world. I get that. But as far as really taking off in America, I just don't think that's going to happen. And I think a lot of it has to do with we've got, I mean, the injury time is one thing. And I think a lot of our best athletes don't play soccer. I really believe that. I think a lot of, um, I mean, look at our best athletes. They play basketball. LeBron James probably one of the best athletes in, in the country. You imagine him playing soccer. Same thing goes for, I mean, insert big athlete here. It's kind of insane. But are you rooting for Team USA, even though Rapinoe is on the team and apparently nobody likes her? <laughs> there were people that were openly doing that today. And we'll take calls on Osterine, too. Do you think Clemson's hiding something? You can make an argument that from the outside looking in, hey, what is going on up there in Pickens County? Why can't they figure out how this Osterine got into anything? into the into the uh, the three young men that were tested. But if you research a little bit, 
you'll see that Osterine has is people get suspended for this all the time. And they say the same exact thing each time. I don't know how it got in my system. Now, a while back, we featured it here on the rundown, the UFC fighter that had Osterine in her system, and then all of a sudden, she doesn't. She had it in her system, but they lifted her ban because they said that Osterine can be a cross-contaminant in several products. I'm not a chemist. I can read between the lines, though. And what happened up at Clemson, I mean, I'd like to know what happened. I really would. Clemson fans are very sensitive about this, by the way. You mention Osterine, and they're like, they're losing their mind. They're just trying to find a way to take Dabo down. Gamecock fans are behind this. Look, I'm not saying the Gamecock fans are behind this. I'm just saying you could do a better job on the PR department. What Coach Sweeney said at the Cotton Bowl wasn't very good. Coach Sweeney's a smart guy. I'm sure he'd want to take that statement back if he could. But if they could let something out explaining, okay, this is how it got there, maybe there was a set of bad supplements that made it into the, into the training room. I don't know. That's the thing. We can just sit here and just assume things because they're not going to tell us anything. We can make an assumption that my bottle of water I just picked up has Osterine in it. Nobody knows the difference. I could sit here and drink this Osterine bottle right in front of you. We don't know. You can make up anything. If you just let people, you don't put out a story and put out the actual real story of what happened, people are just going to assume things. Gene Sapikoff from the Post and Courier point blank said, we'll probably never know. And that's something that Clemson's going to have to take into this season. Now where it's going to be interesting, though, is what if, and since I can just say whatever I want because nobody's giving me a hardcore story here, but what if at Clemson, let's say this season midway through the year, let's say right after the Syracuse game, the game after that, which I don't have in front of me who they play right after that, but let's just say that uh, one of Clemson's players tests positive for something else. Now you've got the three from the Cotton Bowl, and then let's say the one after, after the Syracuse game. Then you have a pattern there, and then your program looks like, huh, all right, maybe this is kind of dirty. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. We'll talk Osterine, we'll talk Meg, Megan Rapinoe. Do you think Megan Rapinoe has killed the a love for, Mer- for the women's soccer team? By the way, the women's soccer team does win today over Spain. Two Megan Rapinoe goals as they win 2-1 to one over Spain. They advance in the knockout round. They will play France. France in the quarterfinals, the host country, um, in their next game. That will be on Friday. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll tell you where the coaches are ranked, according to Athlon. We'll get into that and a lot more in just a moment. You are listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Great to be back in the saddle this afternoon. Uh, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk, the czar of Clemson Sports. He was not off last week. 
but he will be here this week. Yeah, so you just keep getting the Lawton Swan. There you go with that. Clemson Sports Talk today from 4 to 6 here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I'm not sure that uh, Lawton has the same feeling that I do, whereas I think Coach Sweeney should come out and tell us, all right, maybe I shouldn't have said what I said at the Cotton Bowl. Because I think what he said at the Cotton Bowl kind of looks silly as of right now. We'll take your calls on that. We'll also take your calls on, do you hate Team USA because you hate Megan Rapinoe? There are people that do not like Megan Rapinoe. I didn't believe that until I met some today at lunch. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. We'll also talk this afternoon about how I think that the Mets right now, especially after the situation that happened last night, they may be the worst franchise in Major League Baseball. I'm serious. They may be the worst franchise in Major League Baseball. And and I'll tell you why. A lot of it has to do with what happened last night. I don't know how this happens, but it's a mess. The Mets right now are an absolute mess. That's pretty much the only thing I can uh, really say that's not a curse word about the Mets. By the way, the NCAA submitted a letter to California today that says the California schools that are out there, UCLA, Southern Cal, teams, any NCAA team in California, could face potential NCAA ban if the compensation bill that they put out passes. So Mark Emmert, the president, suggested that if a California bill allowing in-state athletes to be compensated passes, schools could potentially be barred from competing in NCAA championships. So there's a bill in California that could earn compensation, that schools could earn compensation for use of their own name. The athletes at these schools could use money if, uh, if they, if someone uses their likeness to make money, they can get some money off of that. Beginning in 2023, it passed the state Senate last month, 31 to 4. Now, you may be asking, why does this, uh, how is this going to affect me? And I'll tell you how it's going to affect you. Because if I'm in California, I can tell you, let's say uh, DJ Uga Ungalehi. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. If he's in California, I can tell him, look, guess what? If you go to Clemson, way out there in the South, that's awesome. You may win a national title. But you can come here to Southern Cal And you can make money off of your name. You can make money off of your jersey. Yeah, the law says you can do that. That's why it's important to you here. So, the NCAA, I think the reason that they did this is because they want to keep the NCAA intact. But guess what? California may say, you know what? I don't care. Now, when this happens, if I'm in Texas, South Carolina, wherever, I'm looking at what California's doing, and I'm going to say, hey, guess what? We're going to do that, too. You think the NCAA is going to ban everybody? This could be the first block that knocks the NCAA on its butt. Because in California, they may set it up where Hey, you can be compensated if uh, 
you use your own likeness. If you sell an Ungalehi jersey in Southern Cal, you may get some money out of that. You can't get that if you go somewhere else. So do you agree with this bill in California? 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. I do agree with the NCAA for telling them, yeah, we're going to put a ban on you. Because if you don't, you're giving these schools from California a huge advantage. A huge advantage. From Emmert, the president, he says, we recognize all of the efforts that have been undertaken to develop this bill in the context of complex issues related to the current collegiate model that have been the subject of litigation and much national debate. Nonetheless, when contrasted with current NCAA rules as drafted, the bill threatens to alter materially the principles of intercollegiate athletics and create local differences that would make it impossible to host fair national championships. As a result, it would most likely, as a result, it likely would have a negative impact on the exact student athletes it intends to assist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, what he's doing is is that he's trying to trying to take a some fix-a-flat and fix the leak that's there. Because once it gets to this point, those players are going to be paid. And that makes the NCAA look like they're worthless. You may have one season where the California teams are left out. But then guess what? Everybody else is going to be like, huh? Because I guarantee you, if you can make money off your likeness and still get your college degree, that's going to be a heck of a token for a lot of athletes. Things that make no sense, hence South Carolina getting in trouble for having, was it extra frosting on cookies? That's an actual NCAA violation. Yeah, things like that. They, they let that happen. They, they hold no water with me, period. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. When we come back, Athlon put out a couple of different things today I want to get into. The first is, um, actually, I want to talk a little bit later on about where coaches are ranked. This was really interesting in its own right. But we've also got the how the non-conference schedules for each team ranks out from 1 to 14 in the SEC and the ACC. Where do you think South Carolina and Clemson ended up as far as their non-conference schedule goes? We'll get into that when we come back. We'll also talk a little bit later on about where you have got, um, as far as the coaches are ranked. Where do you think, from the, the, the coaching rankings from 1 to 130, where do you think Will Muschamp is for South Carolina? Where do you think Dabo Sweeney is for Clemson? We'll get into that this afternoon. We'll have the top 10 on that in just a moment, as well as several other little things today on the rundown. appreciate you listening here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 and around the world on the iHeartRadio app. The podcast is the best way to listen to the show. Friday before I left, so like a week ago, I had an interview with Michael Roth talking about uh, Gamecock baseball, all kinds of good stuff. You can find that in the podcast. Just subscribe on iTunes, Twitter, uh, iTunes, Spreaker, However you get your favorite podcast, it'll be right there for you. More of the rundown in just a moment. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome back to the rundown. I'm, I'm finally starting to figure out how to reuse buttons. Because I got this whole board full of buttons in front of me. My wife goofs on me and says, You only have a job in radio because you like to push buttons. She's right. <laughs> I like to push buttons. I can't help it. Welcome back to the rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. At least today I will be. Lord knows. People getting busted on Twitter and Facebook for stupidity. Just got out of Facebook jail yesterday for something I posted a long time ago. People are getting banned for posting stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Be careful. Apparently Twitter and Facebook are at the point now where they just want cat videos and oh, I don't know, flower pictures. That's the only thing you can post on Facebook and Twitter now that will not get you banned. Social media is... I wish that there was somebody who had like I don't know, some Mark Cuban money. Here's my Mark Cuban money idea. Start a new social media network where you can post whatever you want. No one cares. It's actual freedom of speech like our country was built on. They would shut Twitter and Facebook down in a week. You'd have a monopoly. That's you could do. I would even cut the commercials for you free of charge. It's very simple. Come to uh, Twitter book, Twitter book, the brand new social media engine where you can post what you want and we can all be adults and decide, Okay, I don't like that, so I won't follow that guy. I'm not going to report him, though. Anyway, (laughs) well, (laughs) my, my social media world was uh, kind of crazy this weekend especially when i seen what happened with uh, some folks who I, who will remain nameless here because i don't know if they want me talking about it or not but be careful what you say on social media because uh, you can get booted rather quickly all right so athlon today put out their uh strength of schedule they rank the sec's toughest non-college uh, non-conference schedules in 2019. Number one it was kind of surprising. They've got Texas A&M at number one. Now, I do know that Texas A&M has to go on the road and they have to play clumps, and I understand that that is tough. But here's the rest of Texas A&M's non-conference schedule. Texas State, Lamar, and UTSA. I'm thinking that's Texas-San Antonio. So they've got three layups and a heavyweight. 
and they think that that's the toughest schedule, non-conference schedule in the SEC. If I am a South Carolina fan, I'm laughing at that. Better yet, it gets uh, there are some other teams that Florida fans should be laughing at that. But number two, they've got LSU because they go on the road to Texas, but they also play Georgia Southern, Northwestern State, and Utah State at home. I don't necessarily agree with that. Florida, by the way, here's their non-conference schedule. They've got, uh, let's see here, Miami at home, Florida State at home. Uh, so they have four straight, uh, four non-con- four, their four non-conference games are all in the swamp. Miami on the 21st, that's actually in Orlando, so that's a neutral site. Then they've got Tennessee Martin, Towson, and Florida State. So when you look at that, you're like, I think that's tougher than Texas A&M's schedule. But number four is interesting with Auburn because they play uh, in Jerry's World on August the 31st against Oregon. That's a tough game. But then their other three games are layups as well. Tulane, Kent State, and Samford. Number five is South Carolina. They play on the road at Clemson. But they also play a neutral site game with North Carolina. In addition to App State, who I think is a pretty good football team. And then you got Charleston Southern. You know, I don't like to sit here and talk up one schedule over the other, but if I had to face that gauntlet, I think I'd rather not face the four that South Carolina have. Or better yet, even the four that Georgia has. They've got Murray State, Arkansas State, but they've also got Notre Dame at home and on the road at Georgia Tech. That's a tough road to hoe there, too, for the Bulldogs. Number seven is Missouri. They welcome in West Virginia. And then they have layups with Southeast Missouri State, Wyoming, and Troy. As we scroll down, number eight is Mississippi State, Louisiana, Southern Miss, Kansas State at home, and Abilene Christian. Wow. Ole Miss plays at Memphis. By the way, put the money down on that now. They will lose. I think they lose that game outright on August the 31st. Southeast Louisiana, September the 7th. California on the 21st. New Mexico State on the 9th. Then you've got Tennessee is number 10. They have BYU at home, Chattanooga, UAB, and Georgia State. Can you say cream puff? Alabama is Alabama. This is a typical Alabama schedule. Weak ACC team at a neutral site. That would be Duke. No offense to the Blue Devils. New Mexico State, Southern Miss, and Western Carolina. Now, if Jones were playing in this game, it might be interesting because you've got Jones. But Duke's going to have a brand-new quarterback that's going to have uh, some serious issues there after that game as he dodges Crimson Tide members for uh, four quarters there. Vanderbilt was at number 12. They play at Purdue. I think that's pretty tough. Northern Illinois at home. UNLV at home. East Tennessee State at home. Kentucky, by the way, has a road game at Louisville. Holmes game, excuse me, all four of their games are at home. Toledo, Eastern Michigan, Tennessee Martin, and Louisville. Arkansas, by the way, has the weakest, according to this report, with Portland State, Colorado State, San Jose State, and Western Kentucky. It's almost like you feel bad for Chad Morris down there because, you know, the way that he was left – with, with the program he was left, he needs those four games and then hopes that he can pull out two SEC games to have a chance to make a bowl game down there in his second season after they went 2-10 and 10 last year. So we'll see how that goes there for the Hogs. 
Now, I do have the ACC's stuff here. Uh, we'll get into that when we come back. We'll also give you the uh, coaching rankings. The top 10 are interesting in my mind, but where Coach Muschamp is for the Gamecocks might shock the Gamecock fans a little bit. And this, of course, is from Athlon. So we'll get into that this afternoon. And I'll tell you why the Mets may be the worst franchise in Major League Baseball. Something that happened with them last night that just... <laughs> and being a Braves fan, I'm just kind of rubbing their nose in it. That, and I think it's funny. So we'll get into that in a moment here on the rundown. Don't forget Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan is next. Lawton Swan, of course, is the czar of Clemson Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Clemson Sports. You can check out his website as well, ClemsonSportsTalk.com, as he will do the best he can to keep you updated with all the best Clemson information. So make sure you check him out this afternoon from 4 to 6. Podcast for this show will be up this afternoon at about 5 o'clock. And, of course, follow me on Twitter. Hopefully I won't get banned. I'm trying really hard. I'll try to be a good boy and not, not get banned on Twitter. But I am at Rob Sounds Good. More of the rundown in just a moment. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Final segment of the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. And we got to move quickly here. First of all, let's do the, uh, the coaching rankings really quick here. These are also from Athlon today. Dan Mullins at number 10 with Florida. Mark D'Antonio with Michigan State is at 9. Jim Harbaugh, why do we keep thinking Jim Harbaugh is this great coach? I'm not buying it. He's at number 8. Lincoln Riley's at number 7. I think he should be higher. Gary Patterson at TCU, a very underrated coach in my opinion, is at number 6. Kirby Smart is at Georgia at number 5. Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher is at number 4. Everybody loves Chris Peterson at Washington at number 3. Number 2 is Dabo Sweeney from Clemson, and they rank Nick Saban as number one. The interesting thing is where they put Coach Will Muschamp. Coach Muschamp is at number 50. They've got him behind Butch Davis, Willie Taggart, uh, Dana Holgerson at Houston, Rocky Long at San Jose State, uh, or San Diego State, I'm sorry, Mike Norvell at Memphis, Mark Stoops at Kentucky. But they've got Coach Muschamp at, ranked at number 50, out of 130. Gamecock fans, what do you think about that? 803-978-1832. Non-conference schedule, by the way, here with the ACC teams, as we did with the SEC. They've got Duke as the number one uh, toughest non-conference schedule in the ACC. Kind of hard to argue against that with a game with Alabama and also a road game at Notre Dame. They've also got North Carolina A&T at home. Uh, They've got Notre Dame at home as well, and then they play on the road at Middle Tennessee. I don't know why they're doing that, but there you go. Florida State's at number two. They play Boise State, Florida, Alabama State, and Louisiana Monroe. Then they've got Clemson with uh, their games with South Carolina, Texas A&M, Charlotte, and Wofford. Georgia Tech is at number four with South Florida, the Citadel at Temple, and Georgia, followed by Pitt at number five. Their schedule's interesting. They've got Penn State, UCF. That's interesting as well as well as a game with Ohio and Delaware. Number six is North Carolina. They play South Carolina, obviously. And let's see here, Appalachian State and Mercer. So that plays South Carolina, obviously. And let's see here, Appalachian State and Mercer. So that's uh, interesting, too. Uh, Louisville's at number seven. They've got a road game, excuse me, a home game with Notre Dame. And then a road game at Kentucky, which isn't really that far. By the way, number 10 is Wake Forest. 
They've got Utah State, Rice, North, uh, and Elon. So that's interesting, too. Syracuse has Liberty, Maryland, Western Michigan, and Holy Cross. NC State's at number 12 with East Carolina, Western Carolina, West Virginia, and Ball State. I wonder if Dave Letterman will be out there for that. Number 13 is Virginia, William & Mary, Old Dominion. Although, don't mention that to Virginia Tech. Oh, my goodness. Then they've got Notre Dame and Liberty. Virginia Tech's going to try to get it right. They play Old Dominion again this year after losing to them last year. They've also got Furman, Rhode Island, and Notre Dame. So there you go with that. You know, you don't really know until the schedule comes out. I do think that Duke's schedule is tough because you've got two teams that were in the, um, the college football playoff last year. That, in my opinion, is, is just tough. All right, final thing for today, and I, I, I have to throw this out there. I am a Braves fan. I've talked about this before. Looks like the Braves are running away with the East right now. It really does. But here's the interesting thing. The Mets, I think the Mets are right now the biggest joke of a franchise in Major League Baseball. And I'll tell you why. Last night, uh, the story came across my Twitter feed, and I look at it, and I was like, how does this happen? I mean, this is the same Mets team that last year, in May, they batted out of order. Okay, this is from last season, by the way, in May. The Mets bat out of order. One of the few things that, that I, I, you know, okay, that shouldn't be happening in the majors, but they managed to bat out of order in a game. And you think, all right, yeah, all right. But then Tim Healy, a Newsday reporter, basically got into it with Mets manager Mickey Calloway and Jason Vargas. And after the team lost 5-3 to three to the Cubs, Calloway and Vargas both cursed at Newsday reporter Tim Healy. And Vargas challenged him to a fight in the clubhouse. So we're going to, we can't win on the field, so we're going to fight reporters in the clubhouse. We're going to win one or the other. We've already lost on the field, so that means you're losing there, Tim Healy. Congratulations to you, sir. At Matt Ehaud on Twitter said that Vargas said, I'll knock you the blank out bro. And basically charged the reporter. Look, the Mets also made news this week where they hired an 82-year-old pitching coach. Yeah, th- this is the Mets, by the way. And I'm not, I'm not discriminating against the guy for being 82 years old and, and being their pitching coach. But pitching is not why they're 16 games under 500. Okay? There's a lot that is going on with the Mets. And I think right now, I want to give, um, I like to think that the Marlins are the worst franchise in baseball. The Mets are pretty close. At least with the Marlins, they're not trying to kill reporters in the clubhouse. This is happening with the Mets. And it's, it's pretty sad. I can't think of another franchise that is that warped. That's the only term that I can really use there is warped. You're gonna, you lost the game, so you're going to try to fight with a reporter. I, I hate to break it to you there, Mr. Vargas. You're making millions of dollars. People want to know why, they, why you lost the Cubs. 
That's what this reporter's job is to do, is to get the story and give it to everybody else. When people that make millions of dollars are confrontational with the media, I laugh at them. The reason that you make millions of dollars is because of the media. Yes, the media, the media, the one that gives the stories to the fans. The fans go to the media for the stories and they think, okay, well, I got the story on my team. Yeah, that's why. And yet you're going to try to fight these guys in the stand, in the locker room. Just a disaster are the New York Mets. And you know what? I think the only way to get them cleaned out is I think they need to like change owners. I mean, just just completely wipe the slate clean. But you want to know what they'll do before the season is over? You watch. I'm willing to bet come late September, right? let's say September 25th, right there around their last home series of the season, when they're trying to get one, one or two more sellouts so they can uh, – put um, Acorn some more money away heading into uh, the winter. They're going to bring Tim Tebow up. He's hitting like 165 at their AAA team. And he'll fill the stands for three days, and then he'll retire. And everybody will think, wow, it was great that Tim Tebow got a chance to play in the majors. Although Tim Tebow is pretty terrible as a baseball player right now. He's hit, I mean, I think he's hitting 165. Not even above the Mendoza line. But I bet he gets an opportunity to at least come up and play in one game and pitch hit at least to bring him up. And that's what the Mets will do because I don't think the Mets care about being a good baseball team. I really don't on some fronts. They will fight you in the locker room, though. They will do that. All right, tomorrow we'll have new stuff for you here on the Rundown. Um, we'll get into uh, whatever's going on around the world of sports. Try to bring it to you in a nice condensed version here at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Um, Also, don't forget, July 17th and 18th, I will be going to ACC kickoff. And we will have uh, our coverage there with that. Lawton Swan and I both will be heading up to Charlotte for ACC kickoff. So looking forward to that. More of the rundown tomorrow on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.